I'm going to introduce myself first. I'm Jackie. I'm 25 and I live each and every day as a type 1 diabetic. I was diagnosed at the age of eight in 2003. At the time, I was in third grade and my mom was a nurse at Long Beach Children's Memorial. And my third grade teacher had actually uh, given a call to my mom saying that there was an issue with my learning and education. So my teacher and my mother had had a conversation about me complaining of stomach aches, going to the bathroom. I lost a lot of my eyesight. Um, and there was just a lot of red flags leading towards something was clearly wrong. My mom then took it upon herself to go get me blood tested. And within about a week to two weeks, I believe it was, I got a phone call and was told that I was to get in the car go to Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Uh, My mom and dad were both in the car with me. And when we got there, we were greeted, basically straight away put into a room and instantly hooked up to about four to six IVs. And coming from somebody like me who was terrified of needles, that was something uh, pretty traumatizing as a child and at eight. Uh, And I just remember being absolutely so saddened. Uh, The day I was diagnosed with was actually my dad's birthday. So I was diagnosed on uh, February 13th and it was a Friday the 13th, which I know is superstitious to some people. I don't consider it that anymore. Uh, And I have reasons for what that is, but um, I was just grateful that my parents were there with me. So about 24 hours into our hospital stay, I was then given the diagnosis that I was a type 1 diabetic. So my pancreas basically had stopped producing insulin roughly about four to six months prior to my diagnosis. My blood sugar at diagnosis was 493. And to kind of put that into perspective, most people without living with diabetes range anywhere from around 75 to 100. So clearly it was on the way up and up of, you know, a really, you know, scary process. And thankfully we caught it soon enough uh, that we were able to get it back down relatively quickly. I wasn't able to eat any food for about 72 hours. And then basically after the diagnosis, nurses and staff uh, kind of talking through everything. I think the biggest change for me was going from being terrified of needles to then having them injected into me eight to 10 times a day. And that included me testing my blood sugar. So that was definitely a big, um, I guess, adjustment and the nurses and staff did a wonderful job. I I have nothing bad to say about them. I think ultimately as a child, given that diagnosis and having to go through that is hard for anyone. Uh, I definitely did struggle a lot and I didn't understand why uh, I was chosen for something like this. So the adjustment took, took quite a while and... I think for myself, some of the things that really did help me uh, was that my mom was pretty 
um, persistent in getting me to classes with other type one diabetics. So I was scheduled for nutrition courses. I was learning how to read food labels, how to count carbs. I also attended classes after school, learning how to draw my own insulin out of needles, how to inject them into myself if my parents weren't around and things like that were really helpful because I was with a group of other diabetics, regardless of their age, they had to do the same thing I was doing. And that was just the most beneficial thing I could have ever done. And my parents could have ever done for me. Uh, the next thing that was kind of a big change was definitely school. I was the only type one diabetic in my elementary school. And actually I was the only type one diabetic uh, all throughout my schooling, even in my college, which is very interesting. There were no other type one diabetics throughout my entire life. Uh, but elementary school was definitely the toughest part. I had no freedom at all. I had to go to the nurse's office 15 minutes before recess and 15 minutes before lunch and 15 minutes after recesses and 15 minutes after lunch to test blood sugar. So my grades fell quite a bit and learning became more difficult. I really tried hard to keep up with everything the best I could, but ultimately uh, the best thing that I could have done at the time was, you know, follow directions and take it upon myself to do everything I could to be as independent as possible as you can be as an eight to 11 year old in elementary school, um, which was very difficult. But um, one of the things that really did help me a lot was um, a foundation started by Paul Newman. Uh, he created uh, a couple camps for disability children. And there's a camp in California called the painted turtle. And through that camp, I actually have some like life. I have lifelong friends from that camp who I still talk to, to this day. And one of them, I have to thank for introducing me to an insulin pump because without that, I would have not been able to get through middle school or high school the same way that I did. So uh, my one of my best friends, Bailey, actually had an insulin pump. And I believe my first year at diabetes camp, I was 11. And I remember just how free she was as a person. And even at, you know, at 11 years old, I was just so astonished at someone who could be so independent and so bubbly and happy. And she just could not stop talking about how wonderful it was that she just had this little tiny device on her and she just had to click a few buttons and that was it. And it was the best thing she did. So after camp, I ended up going to my endocrinologist and we started me on an insulin pump, which I'm still currently on an insulin pump today. It is definitely the best decision I could have made as an active individual and as a type one diabetic who wanted more freedom in my life. So with all of that said, uh, kind of fast forward, I, uh, through high school lived a very normal life. Everyone knew that I was diabetic. I had no problems with it at all. I 
struggled a lot more so in elementary school with the fact that I was different. And then I started to just use it as a benefit. Um, I thought there were so many opportunities that came out of my illness, such as, you know, my courses that I was able to take, meeting all these other diabetics who I now continue to have a friendship with, uh, was absolutely incredible. So I, I don't look at it like that, like an illness or a disease anymore. I think it is absolutely terrifying if you really sit down and think that you as a diabetic or myself as a diabetic live my day to day as life or death. And if I put it in that perspective, it does get a little grim and a little scary to say the least. Um, but I am given everything, all the tools are in front of me. I have the most amount of support I could have ever had or ever asked for. Um, I just have to physically, mentally, and emotionally be, be present because this is a full-time job. And that is something that I think so many people will, will relate to is that when you live with a disease, there are no breaks. We don't get Saturday and Sunday off and it is draining and it is tiresome and it is stressful. But I also think that it allows us to become who we are and fight through things that are bigger than ourselves. I mean, nobody asked to be, you know, given diseases or illnesses. I, I highly doubt anybody would want to, to wish that upon anyone. Um, and, and because it's happened to me and because it's happened to so many young kids with type one diabetes that, you know, you, you have the choice and you're given the choice to look at it as, something horrible or kind of just look at it straight in the eye and, you know, take it along with you and it is a part of you, but it doesn't have to be who you are. And I think that for myself, that's probably the biggest thing is that I have the full control to be in control of my diabetes, not just mentally, but also physically, I can be in control of my blood sugar and my ranges and all that um, kind of stuff that comes with it. Uh, if you were to look at me today, I have an insulin pump uh, usually attached to my hip and a lovely long tube coming out of my stomach usually. Uh, I used to in the past, like wrap my tube around my pump. And over time, I just kind of, you know, I got over it. It's, it. I wasn't embarrassed of it anymore. And I usually do wear a continuous glucose monitor now, which is the best invention that has ever occurred <laughs> in, in my opinion for diabetics. Um, I don't have to prick my finger anymore. And that is a lifesaver. I usually have that somewhere visible usually around my arm or um like my forearm something like that and so everyone sees what it what it is and 
a lot of the time people will ask if, you know, if they have no idea what, what it is and I'll talk about it, but I'm not embarrassed of them. And I think for the most part, it, they're like my tiger stripes and I'm proud to show off, show off my tiger stripes and what they are. And it's made me who I am today.